Hello again, everyone. Welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 7th of February, 2023. It's a Tuesday. It's the anniversary of the Beatles landing in the United States, too, for the first time back in 1964. Why I know that, I don't know. But the 9th is the anniversary of the Ed Sullivan Show. Maybe we'll mark that. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. Don't forget about... Uh, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter dot com support the show. I almost forgot about it. I swear the book contest. It's a two for well, two against one, but Brad Thor can handle his own. Check it out there to get autographed books. All you got to do is enter to win. It's that simple. All right. I'm going to get the show started as quickly as possible. So here we go. We have a, a lot going on, a bunch of things to talk about. First and foremost, we have to announce that our military, a trillion-plus dollar military budget, we popped a balloon, finally. This isn't a knock on the military. It's a knock on the Biden administration. The president of the United States and this administration is trying to pretend that, hey, man, we got it. We got that. Bal- it's not the same as um, I don't know, taking out a terrorist cell. It's just not. But it was one of those things Saturday afternoon. I forget what the hell I was doing, but I flipped on the TV figuring I want to just I really I have a policy of not watching news on the weekends. And I uh, decided that I had to break that policy because I did want to know, like, have we shot down the damn balloon yet? And we hadn't. But it was about two o'clock. And they were talking about how they'd sh- it was all the way over um, South Carolina at that point. The night before it had been over, C- I saw that it was on over Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And my friend David Limbaugh had tweeted out a picture of it that he could see in Cape Girardeau. And uh, I thought, I'm a little bit disappointed that David didn't at least take a crack at it, to be honest with you. But uh, they made it over the coast and out. It was done. It was done. Now... Then they were waiting for the uh, inevitable popping of the balloon. I don't know how they did this. For my money, it's not a, I don't think anyway. I think it's a fabric balloon. Like hot air balloons are not rubber balloons. You know, they're not really small and then they turn the flames up and then they expand. Because the rubber balloons, obviously that big, there's a huge possibility of popping and all sorts of other problems. Plus, you know, it go and they'd go flying off like they do in cartoons. So it is not a rubber balloon. So for my money, if you put a couple of rounds through it, it would not immediately just rip apart. Now, it could. It could. I don't know exactly how they did this. If they uh, put huge, you know, giant caliber bullets through it and it just ripped it apart because it did seem to pop pretty good. But it, for my money, if you you put one through it, it should just start to deflate, shouldn't it? Spring a leak, if you will. This thing just popped. Ideally, you'd want it to spring a leak and slowly come down to earth. But if you're, you know, maybe you can't just fire one round. I mean, I suppose fighter jets aren't designed to go like a, 
like a, a bolt action rifle. <laughs> that would be a little bit weird. It's a twelve billion dollar plane, but it shoots with the technology of the early nineteenth century. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so maybe that was the problem because it just popped, it poofed, and I imagine that was because they put a bunch of rounds through it. I hope they didn't launch some sort of dummy rocket through it. But we finally took it down. It was launched out of China in on was it January? I'm trying to figure out what the hell the first month of the year is. Brain fart. January 21st, it was launched out of China. Now we have an entire military industrial complex, NORAD, everything. Pretty much, I would assume, since we haven't really been in a hot war in a while, that most of what our military does is designed to keep tabs on our enemies, right? To detect early launches, maybe if some rogue country or one who's not so rogue is just wildly self-destructive, decides to launch missiles against us or our allies, like every time Kim Jong-un launches a missile into the South China Sea, we know, or into over Japan or whatever, we know exactly the second it was launched. There's no way something as large as these balloons could come out of China without us knowing about it. And if they did, we really need to uh, fire some people. And it flew over... Canada, it flew over the Bering Strait, it flew over Alaska, and if your argument is we didn't want to shoot it down because we didn't know about the debris field and oh, they could have hurt somebody on the ground, and you're making trying to make that argument about Montana, which is nearly impossible. Montana is like one person for every 30 square miles or something. It's ridiculous. Montana is huge and not very populous. Uh, it the only place perhaps more abandoned or devoid of human existence would be Alaska. And we had a chance to shoot this down over Alaska, and we chose not to. Instead, we waited for it to traverse the entirety of the United States of America and get over the Atlantic Ocean. Now, this thing, I don't know for sure, but if I were betting, I would say that this thing was not a recording device. And China was going to wait and hope that, oh, geez, I hope this thing holds together and gets all the way back to our airspace so we can collect the device and then collect the data from the device before we find out whether we got it. It is not, it's, you know, 2023. It's not 1983 where you take a whole bunch of pictures with your camera and you go, geez, I, I hope I got the shot. We'll have to figure that out when I go to the photo mat and uh, drop this film off and three days later get it back and oh wait everybody was blinking remember that take a picture i think i blinked did you or didn't you i don't know and you you had to sit there and decide should i take another picture i've only got 24 pictures on this roll of film is it worth it to risk having two photographs of this person not blinking because they think they blinked <laughs> it's a whole different world that uh the next generation will have no it was like here i took five thousand pictures in one second with your camera and we can decide and besides we'll just hit it a couple times tap it and your eyes will open or whatever god what a different world and i imagine the spy technology even out of china since they probably make a lot of our spy technology that they have pretty good spy technology that can transmit 
information, not only gather it, but transmit that information. Now, the president tried to claim that they had blocked the transmission. The Biden administration tried to claim that they had blocked the transmission of anything that would prevented China from gathering information from this uh, platform or whatever the hell was dangling from the bottom of this balloon. That seems highly unlikely because, first of all, it's the Biden administration and who the hell believes the Biden administration and then their history of lying. But secondly, they waited until it was over to bother to say this. Why would they wait until it's over to bother to say this? If they're saying that if they're going to tell us we've blocked everything, don't worry, China is getting nothing from this. Then while, I don't know, the two days of Americans going, what the hell, shoot the damn thing down, or three days, shoot the damn thing down, at some point, it'd go, don't worry, we don't have to shoot the thing down. We've jammed all the transmissions. We don't have to worry about it. But they didn't. It wasn't until the deed was done and people were going, what the hell took so long? Why would you waste so much time that suddenly the story was, and of course it was leaked through friendly media at CNN, the story was, oh, don't, don't worry, pish posh. It was nothing. They couldn't get any information from it anyway. I'm not buying it. I don't believe it. They went to, uh, I think it was Jim Shuto at uh, CNN. Yeah, Jim Shuto. Notable, colon, U.S. officials say they were able to block the balloon from gathering intel during its overflight of the U.S., while the military was able to turn the tables, so to speak, to gather intel on the balloon itself and its equipment. Now, they don't even say that they jammed transmissions, that they were able to block the balloon from gathering intel. Now, if you've ever seen people like uh, trying to hide a bride, say, before a wedding, and like, oh, they walk with uh, like a blanket or something blocking the bride going, oh, man, we got to hide, make sure that the groom doesn't see or nobody sees the, the bride in their dress. Is that what they're alleging? That they somehow had a giant blanket over the ground? Don't worry. We're going to we're going to pull like the uh, operation before D-Day where they tried to convince the Germans that the invasion was going to come from someplace else. And they had the inflatable military and they had Patton parked up there in a different part of England. I don't think that's the case. But of course, Jim Shuto is just about dumb enough to believe that. Anyway, like I say, the uh, balloon was discovered or known to have existed because if we know when it was launched, then it wasn't we just calculated backwards for how far it had been and how far it had traveled and figure it was launched on January 21st. It means we knew it was launched on January 21st, which which means we knew it was coming, which means we had two weeks to prepare to pop this thing, and we didn't. So the president of the United States comes out, and uh, this is Joe Biden being Joe Biden. If you notice one thing about Joe Biden's lies, they are always designed to make him look tough or cool right to if he's talking to a a group of uh, black voters it's i was arrested trying to go see nelson mandela that's just how i uh i was totally in the uh civil rights movement or whatever it was whatever it was always designed to make him seem way more important way more involved and cooler tougher whatever 
I took on Corn Pop. I went out. If Corn Pop's a bad dude known for stabbing people, uh, I'm pretty sure you'd call the cops or you wouldn't go out to your car or whatever. You know, like, hey, you know what? You got to face the music. Corn Pop's out there. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but you got to go get your stab on because you made a, a joke about Corn Pop. I'm just not buying any of that crap. Yes, Corn Pop was real. That doesn't mean Joe Biden's interactions with him were. So when Joe Biden comes out and talks to the press, you've got to view everything he says through the lens of a guy who lies to make himself seem tougher or cooler or smarter or whatever than he remotely is capable of being. So when he comes out to the pool, press pool yesterday and talks about how he ordered the thing to be shot down, says he ordered it to be shot down on Wednesday. Okay, that does not explain why he he claims that was when he first heard about it it's another one of those situations where okay we've known about it since the 21st of january that's two weeks earlier at least whatever it is why has nobody been fired over this if it just made it up to you on wednesday and he also says that he ordered it to be shot down but the military said no the military said wait there could be casualties on the ground. There could be. Of course, there always could be. So you don't allow espionage to continue on your country because of the prospect that somebody might get hurt on the ground, especially when you can calculate with pretty good accuracy where the hell this thing would come down, where it was shot, and it was flying over for a large period of time, places where very few people live. So nothing about it makes sense. But he tries to make himself seem tough, and he ends up making himself seem like he answers to the military rather than the other way around. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided, without doing damage to anyone on on the ground, they decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water outside within our within twelve mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. Mr. President, what did you say about China? What's your message to China? You were saying the recommendation from your was from your national security. I told them to shoot it down. On Wednesday? On Wednesday. But the recommendation They said to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. What does this mean for China, relations with China? And he walks away. I told them to shoot it down, and they said, let's wait till it's safer. To do. Um, okay, I could see the military making that, but you don't say, well, all right, then fine. We'll let them keep spying. Keep spying. We'll let them, look, it's just a little bit of bleeding. We're not gonna, we could go in and stop the bleeding, but it's just a little bit of bleeding. I mean, come on. We'll wait until uh, next Tuesday. It doesn't make any sense, does it? President of the United States gives an order. It is up to the military to calculate the best way to do it. Waiting a week, waiting three days, waiting four days to execute that order should not be acceptable to anybody for something that is logistically possible. If it's a raid in the middle of the night and you got to wait until there's no moon, then okay. But if it's not, if it's popping a balloon, People can calculate where that thing will fall with pretty good accuracy. 
That brings in the prospect that uh, has been hinted about, but not really addressed, that there was a possibility that the military might have been thinking that there could have been something dangerous on board. Realistically, there could have been chemical, biological, dirty bomb information, whatever is on, it could have been. It would not be beyond China to spy and then also throw in a little bit. I mean, they're apparently pretty good at manipulating viruses. Something in there that would do some damage should you knock it down. Honestly, if they did, I highly doubt they would do that because that would really bring about war. If anybody else were president, I'm not sure Joe Biden would go to war with China over anything. But I suppose that has to be a part of the conversation. But ultimately, we were told that the reason they didn't shoot it down was because it might crush somebody on the ground. That doesn't make any sense. They could have protected against that. They could have defended against that. There's another reason for this. We're not being told. Secretary Mayor Pete was on with uh, Jake Tapper on Saturday and he, or Sunday, and he asked him about this. And Pete, Pete says, this is my area of expertise, and then he, it's not. But then he goes on to answer about it anyway, and he does kind of a moral equivalency. Like, well, you know, what about the spy satellites? Yeah, okay, fine. That's different to a certain degree. Outer space is different than our airspace. You'd think he would know the difference as Secretary of Transportation. He doesn't. Listen to this exchange. The military gauged the different risks and the different uh, benefits of, of different approaches, made the decisions that they did, brought this thing down without incident. Right, but the presumption has got to be that the Chinese were able to gather intelligence uh, hovering over the United States for day after day, especially over some of these sensitive sites. I'm sure there's a similar presumption about what spy satellites do. Uh, that is well outside of my lane. I'm just glad that nobody was hurt as this thing came down. <laughs> I'm sure there's a spy satellite. Wow, you're a genius. It's well beyond my view. Then why are you talking about it? Why are you answering? You say, look, it's the military. You're going to have to talk to them about that. It's not me. I do transportation. But you suck at your job. And this is the problem with so many people on the left is they believe that they are good at their job and that they know everything. So, yes, we've got these clowns in charge and President uh, Balloon Popper eventually after. I'm sure the order was not this explicit, but the result was. Once the balloon is done collecting all the data it possibly can in any way, shape, or form that would harm this country, then pop it. But make sure it's far enough out to sea that there would have been time to transmit that data back to China. God. It's like we have an enemy of the country in charge of the country, almost. It really, not even almost. It really just is. You do have to love these people on the left, though. There were balloons during the Trump administration. It wasn't until after the whole thing was over, I think on Sunday, when this story comes out. There were balloons during the Trump administration, too. Three of them, I think. Three Chinese weather. They didn't do anything about it. Like, you... you uh, what does the left do constantly? Don't pull that whataboutism crap. Don't do whataboutism. And then the president of the United States is wildly incompetent. And there he is on display. And they say, well, then, other president, Donald Trump did this too. Donald Trump did this too. Everything we've uh, 
Hell, half the stories were made up, but everything about the Trump administration was in the papers within, I don't know, 15 minutes of it happening. Somebody's on the phone to Maggie Haberman at the New York Times. But for some reason, a spy balloon, a series of spy balloons hovering over the United States was missed. It's just, uh, oopsie, we forgot to report there. Too busy making up stuff about Russia to have noticed the spy balloons. Anybody buying this stuff? I can't. I don't. I just, these people have so shot their credibility that they are, they're an unfunny joke. And they're not worth listening to. But they're trying. God love them. They're trying. What do they say in the South? Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Moving on from the balloon. There is, like I say, a lot of other things going on. And uh, where do I want to go here? Because I've got a lot of stories open. that uh, The Grammys were last night. I know most people don't care. The numbers aren't out yet. The numbers for the Grammys will be incredibly low. Most people will not watch the Grammys because who gives a damn about the Grammys? But they're making all this big stink about it because for some, I don't know what it must be like to be Beyonce. To have pretty much everybody in the traditional media constantly trying to kiss your rear end is just got to be a different world. For my money, Beyonce, she's got a good voice. Fine. Most of her music is crap. Uh, it's just not for me. It's a taste thing. She's got a couple of songs that I don't mind. But again, I don't really listen to music all that much. So I don't really care about anybody's music, let alone Beyonce's music. Because it's like dance music. And it's not thought music. It's not deep music. And it's also peppered with a whole bunch of victimhood. A whole bunch of PCBS. She does a lot of pandering. She's so put upon and oppressed her and her billionaire husband. Like, oh my God, if only we were so oppressed as her and Jay-Z. But um, she won Grammys last night. And they're going, oh, Jay-Z is now the most, uh, she's won the most Grammys in history. And I had, there was a time when I sort of paid attention to the Grammys. So I thought, well, what? Let's take just a, a second to look at this because even she didn't win, what is it, album of the year or record of the year or whatever, which is the top honor at the Grammys. She she won a couple other things and she, again, has won the most Grammy doorstoppers in history. But the Washington Post puts it this way. Beyonce just made Grammy history. Why does it feel like she's still lost? Well, because you're an idiot. And you, uh, this guy, Chris Richards, lives up the rear end of Beyonce, of the PC woke culture. Because Harry Styles won record of the year and Beyonce didn't, that's problematic. She's so great and she's so wonderful that according to all of these people, she should win everything. She should win anything. And there is a an army of, of mutants and bots and, and real people, too, that if you say anything negative about Beyonce on social media, they will come flying at you. They will. There was some... Um, it's not just Beyonce, these K-pop groups, which, um, again, why do I know this crap? I don't know. But K-pop is the Korean pop music. It's terrible music. It is awful. It's computer-generated crap, and it is manufactured with, like, let's get six boys and put them together, and they'll all sing and dance and sing and dance and lip-sync their performances, and the girls will go crazy, and the girls do go crazy. I'm not convinced that it's nearly as popular here in the United States as the press coverage would have you believe, this BTS group, I don't even know what it stands for, but BTS is so popular around the world. Like I don't, I don't know that they're popular here. I think that 
If they are popular, it's a testament to just how stupid teenage girls are, that they can be so manipulated, that uh, this manufactured group of kids that can't, or maybe half of them can speak English, who just because they sing and dance, everybody goes, oh, they're the best, or because the the, uh, pop culture press made them, forced them to seem popular, that they became popular. It's not, can't be on talent. Musical taste could not have taken a nosedive that far, can they? Anyway, back to Beyonce. After she won and all the stories are about, oh, my God, she won, she won, she won, I thought, I'm kind of curious. So I looked it up. Now, there are a lot more Grammy categories than there used to be. There used to not be 500 categories, and it's like an eight-hour ceremony, and they only broadcast three hours of it so they've added a lot more categories to it which makes it possible to win a lot there's a lot more to give away of course you can win a lot more but then you look at it and you realize what the left does to everything in society what are they doing to everything it's all critical race theory it's all about skin color it's all about this it's all about that and so they've come up with so many different categories of music largely based on race, that it makes it possible for Beyonce to be awarded or at least nominated for several more awards than it could be for other people of a different skin color. Trying to be as deliberate and delicate about this as possible. Only recently did they start adding Latin music to categories. So you could say that uh, for a black artist, you could get nominated for traditional R&B performance, soul performance, urban contemporary album, rap performance, R&B performance, R&B song, song, dance, electronic album, traditional R&B. All of these things are Grammys, by the way, that Beyonce won, these categories. Music video, rap song, dance recording, R&B song, blah, 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 blah. You go back to her time with uh, whatever the group was that she was with. I forget what it was. And it's the same sort of thing. Best melodic rap performance in 2004. Well, I don't think that a... uh, I don't know who the hell was popular in 2004. John Mayer. I don't think that John Mayer was able to compete for melodic rap performance in 1984. I don't know that he was around then or not, or contemporary R&B album in 2004. But Beyonce could compete for that and album of the year, which if it was a year that John Mayer was popular, John Mayer would be able to qualify for. There is no, you know, uptight white dude award. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be all of these other ones, too, because now there's Latin. Now they even have the Latin Grammys. I mean, forget it. They used to be just a, a whole new category, but they've introduced so many race-based awards in the music industry that they have their own ceremony. It's a separate but equal ceremony, but it is its own ceremony. It's a sad commentary on what the left does to this country. So while you're sitting there and you hear all the old Beyonce's now won the most Grammys ever, 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 Madonna has won a bunch, but Madonna is not going to get R&B performance nomination. Taylor Swift is not going to be nominated for R&B. But it's weird that Beyonce's same song could be nominated for R&B performance and best pop performance. It should just be all one, should it not? 
But no, the left is moving us back to the days of segregation. They're slowly sidling up to the schoolhouse doors in preparation for blocking them again. This time from a different perspective. This time in the name of tolerance. This time in the name of diversity. Celebrate diversity to celebrate diversity separately. Make sure you post your photos of you celebrating diversity with people who look like everything else would be cultural appropriation. Which brings us to a show on the Disney Disney Plus. Apparently it was on Disney back in the day called The Proud Family. Now it, they're back. They have launched again uh, the new Proud Family. They're even prouder. Now what is The Proud Family? The Proud Family is a left-wing pile of garbage. It is indoctrination of your children into a politically correct world, into a politically correct worldview. The new version of the show is called Louder and Prouder. It is super diverse. Now it's a cartoon. So that being said, it is uh, being celebrated and winning awards left and right from the NAACP to the LGBTQRSTUV, whatever. Just uh, figure it out. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It is garbage masquerading as indoctrination, masquerading as garbage, masquerading as children's entertainment. It is out there for, if you ever sign into Disney Plus, you'll see it. It will be featured prominently, especially during February. It's Black History Month. Now, here's a patronizing cartoon that tells black kids they're victims and tells everybody else they're evil and white. And this country sucks, by the way. Now, you'd think, Derek, aren't you being a little bit simplistic? Um, technically, yes, because I am accurately citing what leftists do. And it is overly simplistic. But when you have near monopolistic control over the mechanisms by which you can indoctrinate children. The simple message is the easier one. It's really easy to manipulate somebody on something incredibly basic if they are not exposed to anything that contradicts that worldview. And for uh, to be able to contradict what you're about to hear, you'd have to really... I don't know, go to extraordinary measures, quite frankly. You'd have to have either conservative parents who are insistent that this be counteracted, that the counter-programming, uh, that the programming be countered, the indoctrination be undone, or else you wouldn't find it. You'd actually have to actively seek it out because it won't occur in nature. You won't come across it very often anyway in schools where you find out, hey, this country isn't really racist. This country wasn't built on racism. This country isn't horrible trying to oppress you, and you're not a beneficiary of it, and reparations aren't owed. And you think, well, you're going a little bit far, Derek, right? No, I'm not. I am citing what is cited in this performance from the Proud family. Again, if your children or grandchildren have Disney+, Plus. This is what's highlighted when you open the app. So there's a very good chance this show is something that they've watched. And this is an example of what they do on it. 
This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First it was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhurst, Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We, we made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents, current the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. And we demand our 40 acres and a mule. That. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. Yeah, that was a performance by cartoons at a school event in the Proud family, Louder and Prouder. Slaves built this. Slaves did not build this country. Sorry, I know it's not popular to say, but the truth most often is not. And the indoctrination of our children begin. If slaves built this country, then slaves build Africa. Slaves build everything. Slaves build everything everywhere because really until capitalism came along, the vast majority of the world's population lived in some form of bondage, some kind of slavery, one form or another enslaved by people who look different from them and people who looked exactly the same as them, sometimes by their neighbors, sometimes by their own tribal kings. Evil Whitey did not invent slavery. In fact, slavery was invented in Africa, the cradle of civilization. It was one of the first things human beings did was start oppressing other people who looked like them because that was what was going on back then. What evil Whitey did was end slavery in this country and most of the places left around the world, except for places like certain parts of Africa, where I could say you could be mad at evil Whitey for having in, uh, empowered slave owners, like in Libya. You want to get mad at somebody who empowered slave owners. There are now open-air slave markets in Tripoli in Libya, not because of the evil Muammar Gaddafi regime. No, 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 there was no slavery. It certainly wasn't a pleasant place that you'd want a vacation or raise a child in Libya under Muammar Gaddafi, but there was no open slavery. Thanks to Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, Joe Biden as Vice President, and Barack Obama as President of the United States, when they collapsed the government of Muammar Gaddafi because they had to do something during the so-called Arab Spring and speaking out against Iran might have endangered the Iran deal that Barack Obama was so desperate to make. So he remained silent against and about the people 
protesting an oppressive leading sponsor of terror in the world. They kept quiet about that, and they decided to get vocal about a country that was not a threat to the United States and Libya and take out Muammar Gaddafi. They created a void, a failed state. They didn't even pretend that they had a plan beyond seeming like they were doing something in support of the Arab Spring. So they just let the country become a terrorist haven, and now slavery has returned and thrives to this day. And the Democratic Party that created it same Democratic Party that uh, thrived in slavery in this country, pretend that Libya doesn't exist. They don't care. You think it's like it's like Hunter Biden and his child that he had with the stripper and pretends that it doesn't exist. They refuse to acknowledge the fruits of their own labor. But then you have leftists at Disney running around slaves built this country you owe us you owe us reparations you owe us this you owe us abraham lincoln didn't free the slaves abraham lincoln didn't do this this country is horrible and terrible etc etc and if you have disney plus you get to subsidize that for a mere uh, cost of what uh, six seven eight ten bucks a month Funding our own demise as a country, ladies and gentlemen, in the name of tolerance or something. Celebrate diversity, and I mean celebrate. It's only a matter of time before you're forced to celebrate diversity at gunpoint, but only in certain ways, because in other ways it would be cultural appropriation. It's evil, the new face of evil. All right, let's uh, let's shift gears for a second here to these other... Right now there's... I think, well, obviously it's true that the way that news works has been changed dramatically and irreparably. There's just no, there's no way going back. And so you, uh, the sensationalism, the clickbait, it used to be that there were just certain websites that like be provocative photos of various Women, you know, look at this one. Look, check out this one. See the latest pictures of Paige Sporanic, or whatever her name is, the golfer. And it, it worked. Everybody's clicking on it, and they made a ton of money. That is why the Daily News, the UK Daily News, is so wildly popular. It's that they have garbage things, and they do a lot of celebrity stuff. And sadly, celebrity news is way more popular than real news. But any time one of the uh, latest flavor of the month models does something, the Hadid sisters, oh, they did a photo shoot, or there they are on the beach, and here's their butt. And you're like, oh, it's clickbait. And you, that's the most popular thing on the most popular website out there. We're very base as a species. And it's weird because it's men and women. Men go, hot chick in a bikini, I'm down. And women go, I need to see what everybody thinks is a hot chick in a bikini. And they go, that's not so hot. I don't know what they're... And you're like, yeah, it is. Okay, it is. Everybody gets it for different reasons, publicly and privately. But it is clickbait. There's also clickbait and fear porn. COVID was a heyday for websites. Now, it's weird because I know... You know, I, I know the guys who own the the guy who owns publishes the Daily Caller, and I asked him during COVID, I, at the height of COVID during the lockdown, I said, "This has to be a, a big boon to you guys." 
Like, right? Not a lot of traffic going on. A friend of mine, Neil. And he says it's a double-edged sword. Like, the traffic is high. It's really through the roof because people were thirsty for information at the beginning of COVID. But companies were cutting back on their advertising because of the uncertainty during COVID, the beginning of COVID. So they had all of this traffic, but less, fewer ad dollars coming in relative to the number of clicks that they were getting. So it was a double-edged sword. But a lot of these sort of so-called mainstream legacy news outlets have learned the lesson. And they're bigger and they, they have the ability to monetize these things much better than uh, smaller websites, conservative or liberal. So you have to keep your eye open for these sorts of things. Now, I don't know the truth here in this story I'm about to tell you, but I recognize the framing. And the framing is what's important. It's from foxweather.com. That, to me, is the first tell. Not foxnews.com, but foxweather.com. Now, how many times in your lifetime have you gone to foxweather.com? I'd be willing to bet never. They started a an alternative to the Weather Channel. I think it's an app. I don't think it's actually a, a, a network. But every once in a while, they randomly, weirdly uh, shoehorn in somebody from Fox Weather onto Brett Bear's show to give a forecast. It's going to snow in New England in the winter. Like, oh, my God, stop all the presses. It's going to snow. And, and you realize this isn't actually a news story. This is a cross-promotion. They, they're saying download the app, pay attention to to Fox weather, and that's it. And I know I'm cynical, but that's just what it is. Just being honest with you, there's no. Re- it, Brett Bear could say there's expecting two and a half feet of snow up in the Boston area this weekend is going to be a big thing. And you, that's it. That's that's the story. And if you live in Boston, you turn on your local news and you go, all right. Well, I need more details than that, so you turn on your local news. And if you live in St. Louis, what the hell do you care that it's going to snow in Boston? That kind of mentality. But they're pushing a product. It's cross-promotion. It is marketing. Then you begin to realize, once you open up that can of worms, don't even get me started. Uh, Once you open up that can of worms, you begin to realize that they're a business and they're not actually, all of these things are businesses. They're not interested in news. They're interested in making money. Nothing wrong with making money, but you do it under false pretenses. I have a problem with it. That's for another time. But this Fox weather story, is the headline, Dangerous Fungal Illness Rapidly Spreading Across the Country, Doctors Warn. Now, there's a dangerous fungal illness rapidly spreading across the country, and doctors are warning about this. I don't know. I I would think this would be a, a Fox News story, but it's Fox Weather, and they're the same company. You could easily just repurpose it link to it whatever there wouldn't redundancy wouldn't be necessary it's an important story to convey so you read the story it's also in the news and fungal infections are in the news because apparently and i played the video game last of us i'd liked the video game last of us but uh, the hbo series based on the video game is now like critics are spooning or whatever about that i haven't watched any of it mostly because i'm already sick of hearing about it and I've played the game to conclusion, conclusion, so I know what happens. But uh, they're going into more detail, and it's a fungal infection 
that turns people into these weird zombie-like creatures or whatever. So fungal infections are super hot right now. So you've got that clickbait there, and you add in rapidly spreading across the country. Now, again, I don't know. Maybe it's true. But I haven't really seen this story in a lot of places. So if it were, in my mind, if it were a real news story rather than a clickbaity sort of thing, it would be on every news site, right? The story, anyway, just so you know, out of San Francisco. Doctors are warning a dangerous fungal illness rapidly spreading across the country, especially affecting those living in the California and Arizona areas. That's not the whole country. That's the California and Arizona areas. If you think it sounds like something from the cutting room floor of the Last of Us series, where a parasitic fungal infection devastates mankind, there are some base-level similarities. Valley fever, also called, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce that. There's more C's in that than I've ever seen in the ocean. Uh, is a significant cause of pneumonia, said Dr. Brad Perkins, chief medical officer at Caris, a company that provides advanced diagnostics for infectious disease. Quote, this is a fungus, said Perkins, former Centers for Disease Control and Prevention official who led the anthrax bioterrorism investigation. Quote, most causes of pneumonia are caused by bacteria. This fungus that lives on the soil and is breathed in dusty situations, whether it's dust from a storm or around construction or excavation. So you sit there and you go, well, wait a second. Okay, so it may happen anywhere. It's fungus grow almost anywhere but it's in dusty areas like the desert california particularly southern california is largely desert it's just been irrigated uh arizona again largely desert so what are the symptoms of valley fever valley fever and COVID 19 share many of the same symptoms such as cough difficulty breathing fever tiredness or fatigue in rare cases it can spread to other body parts and cause severe disease so now you begin to see that maybe this is just, I don't know, a little bit of fear porn. Again, if it's in your area, be be careful. Nobody wants it. I don't want anybody to get it. But the headline suggests it's sweeping the nation, and this is something you have to live in fear of. When realistically, the headline is saying, well, you better click on this thing because it might get you. Animals, including pets, can also get valley fever by breathing in fungus spores from dirt and outdoor dusts. However, it cannot be spread from one person to another or animal to another. There are about 200 deaths per year due to the disease. Quote, those are mostly people with severe immunocompromising illness underlying this infection, Perkins said. It can be a devastating infection in those people. That's pretty rare, fortunately. That's halfway down the story. It is not really in keeping with the headline, is it? Dangerous fungal illness rapidly spreading across the country, doctors warn. And you find out it's been around for a very long time, about 200 deaths on average, and it's people with pre-existing conditions, etc., etc., etc. Prevention is challenging, according to Perkins. Risk is mostly associated with travel to high-risk areas. Again, not in keeping with what the headline is. Quote, people concerned about their risk of developing valley fever should try to avoid dusty situations, mostly in the summer and in peak heat. 
mostly in the summer and in peak heat. This story is from February 2nd. And it's sweeping the country, according to it. But then in the actual body of the story, it's not remotely true. Where is valley fever found? The fungi that causes valley fever are, uh, again, that word, some paradises, it's an unpronounceable word, C-O-C-C-I-D-I-O-D-E-S. We get out of breath just spelling it. The CDC reports. In the U.S., scientists have found C. imitis, that's what they call it for short, primarily in California as well as Washington State. C. parade is found primarily in Arizona as well as New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, Texas, and portions of uh, Southern California. Again, does this sound like it's sweeping the nation? I don't mean to belittle people who get sick from this, but this is an abject lesson in fear porn masquerading as news, which is just clickbait to get you to go to foxweather.com. Because I bet you, like me, when you want to find out what the weather is supposed to be like this weekend, you don't go to foxweather. You just go to weather.com. You put in weather and weather comes up. Or you can just search for, open your phone and app and find it or whatever. It's a tough racket. This is your reminder that this is a business. A business. Not news. Now you got to love this. The next segment. Am I at risk for valley fever? While most people who breathe in the spores don't get sick, those who develop valley fever typically feel better on their own within weeks or months. About 5-10% to of people who get valley fever will develop serious or long-term lung problems. Now keep in mind, very few people get it. Quote, many people are asymptomatic when they get this infection and they don't have any symptoms at all. End quote. Having an infection, however, is probably protective in the future. What are we seeing? What are we hearing? It's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Everything is like COVID because viruses spread like viruses. Mold spreads like mold, whatever. Why is valley fever spreading? Lastly, they ask, the increased number of cases are primarily, they don't ever give you the increased number of cases, by the way. They don't even give you a percent. They just tell you that cases are increasing. It's weird, right? <laughs> the one bit of stat that they do give you, uh, let's see, Sixty-five percent of cases are in the Central Valley of California. And the Arizona Health Department said 11,523 reported cases of valley fever were reported in the state in 2020. In total, 94% of cases were reported in three counties, Maricopa, Pima, and Penal, all of which are, which are home to Phoenix and Tucson. They don't even give you a percentage of the increase in this story. There is literally nothing to convey. It's just get you on this page to read it. So be aware of these things. It says if you do develop symptoms, they look pretty much like typical pneumonia caused by bacteria. Quote, if you see a physician, whether you're hospitalized or as an outpatient, they will likely prescribe medicines that are for bacteria and won't have any impact on this fungus. Perkins added that one way uh, that the company he works for offers a better diagnostic test, etc., etc. Why is it spreading? Well, it might be climate change. Yes, it's getting warmer in some places, and therefore fungus is able to grow in warmer temperatures, and it's 
Although it doesn't do too well in really hot temperatures, the 198.6 degrees of the average human body. used This is the theory, by the way. They're just guessing. Of course, they don't really have evidence that this thing is spreading, so uh, why not just throw a theory out there? That the human body at 98.6 degrees is too warm for this fungus to survive most of the time, but since temperatures are rising globally thanks to you heating your home and driving a car, that the fungus itself might be adapting to higher temperatures and therefore putting you at risk to get it because now it's breeding in a way that is able to survive better in a 98.6 degree person. I don't know how much of a smell test that passes when you're talking about the left is saying we need, we're preventing a one degree Celsius increase in the temperature of the planet over the course of the next 100 years. That's our goal to save the planet somehow. One degree even Celsius is a lot more Fahrenheit, but it, it does not raise the average temperature of the earth from you know, 72 degrees to 90 degrees let alone anywhere near 98.6 degrees. I don't know the science behind this, but I can smell the BS behind this. I'm just telling you, there may be something to this, but unfortunately, all of the garbage that we were subjected to thanks to COVID has caused us to look at these things with a jaundiced eye. And the fact that media is so terrible and biased should also do that too. So now you've seen it through both lenses, I recommend you act accordingly. Maybe don't, unless you're really into to, uh, mushrooms. Don't fear the fungus, but be aware of it. Anything can get you anywhere, but uh, it probably won't. In other news that's semi-environmental related, I love this story. It cracks me up. This is from the Daily Record over in the UK. Scottish news outlet, okay? Scotland. Dozens of giant turbines in Scotland's wind farms have been powered by diesel generators, the Sunday Mail can reveal. Scottish Power admitted 71 of its windmills were hooked up to fossil fuel supply after a fault developed on the grid. Not gonna, I'm butchering my Scottish accent. I can do a better Scottish accent, but not today. So the firm was forced to act in order to keep the turbines warm during very cold weather in December. We got to turn them. We got to. Oh, they're so. Well, what about the wind? Shouldn't the wind blow them? Shouldn't shouldn't that be this? But if you if you turn them off because you've seen them, if you've ever driven across Pennsylvania across the Turnpike or Western Maryland, you see these uh, giants. They don't seem that giant when you're on the freeway because you're far away from them. But it's weird. They're off in the distance, and they've got that sort of weird look of a giant. Um, and most of them aren't turning. And you go, what the hell? They just not need electricity. Now, it's my understanding that they, that we human beings consume an awful lot of electricity. And we need an awful lot of electricity. And that somehow, someday, some way, these monstrosities, these bird killers are going to be able to replace coal-fired power plants to generate electricity. They're also going to replace dam, hydroelectric uh, electricity generation, etc., etc. And then you drive past any wind farm anywhere and 90% of the blades aren't turning at all. And you go, what the hell? 
I was under the impression that this was a global emergency. And as much energy, electricity as humanly possible needs to be generated by these means to, to lessen our use of traditional means, you know, the, the means that work, the ones I just described. So then why the hell are these things turned off? It's not like, well, they only are used to generate extra electricity that we can't get from coal and oil or whatever. No, we're supposed to believe, supposed to believe that these are capable of replacing them. Then you realize that these things take a lot, of, they cost a lot to run. The, uh, they, they use a lot of fossil fuels and oil to maintain running. And there are all sorts of problems. They break down pretty regularly, too. So as Europe tries to let, let Europe be Colorado when it comes to so-called green energy. What I mean by that is Colorado was first to go, let's legalize all marijuana. Come on, let's, le- let's go crazy. Let's start legalizing marijuana. And they did it. And unfortunately, states didn't learn a lesson from learn any lessons from Colorado, except you can get a lot of tax revenue from legalizing marijuana. So they they just looked at it from that. They didn't really about, hey, there's sure are a lot of new homeless people out here. This has attracted a whole bunch of people that you don't necessarily want to attract. And it's not just, you know, stoner hippie kids of, of wealthy parents, but people with mental problems, homeless people, whatever. They weren't prepared to deal with that. And they'd already spent the money before they even got the money. So it's not like they had money to deal with this problem and you turn Denver into a homeless encampment. All the other states didn't look at any of the problems. They didn't wait. They just said, you're raking in how much money? Let's go for it. It's the same sort of thing with this green crap. Let's just assume it works and assume it works and assume there are no consequences. Well, they had to turn on these turbines. There wasn't enough wind to turn them. So they ran gigantic diesel powered generators to generate the power to turn these turbines so they wouldn't freeze to death and break any more than they already had. Green energy, ladies and gentlemen, at its finest in a place that is, you know, investing, quote unquote, in green energy as much as anywhere, percentage wise, and it's not working and it won't work. And they fall back on gasoline because, well, that works. All right, in the last few moments we have left here, I want to, this is one of those stories that should get more attention, but it won't. It is from February the 4th, so it's a couple of days old. The Baltimore Sun hasn't bothered to talk about it, as far as I can tell, because why would they? It, It doesn't make liberals look good. And the rest of the mainstream, traditional, leftist, industrial media hasn't bothered to touch it, because why would they? This is from the Baltimore Banner. First Latina to be crowned Miss Coppin State University faces backlash. It's by somebody called John John Williams. John hyphen John. It's not like John hyphen, or John... John hyphen Williams, like John hyphen Williams is the last name. The guy's first name is apparently John John. I don't know. But I mean, I guess you don't want to be confused with the octogenarian music score producer, I suppose. Anyway, John John Williams IV. 
When Caitlin Perez became the first Latina to be crowned Miss Coppin State University, it was the second most exciting moment of her life, she said, after joining the military. Well, you can see why leftists would already have a problem with this woman. Quote, I have formed great friendships, said Perez, 22, a nurse Mount major from Mount Airy and a sergeant in the Army Reserves. But as news spread of her accomplishment at the historically black public university, she faced cyberbullying. Much of it focused on her Latina heritage. Cyberbullying. Just race. Just say racism. If it focused on her Latina heritage, it's racism. But it's by people the left will tell you can't possibly be racist. So there you go. Perez believes the harassment stems from the belief among some that HBCUs are solely for black people. Perez said that some of her online critics also believe she is white, which also apparently angered some. Quote, I knew that it would happen when I first decided to run. I, uh, I knew it might take this route. I just tried to remain focused on what I had done for the university. It makes me feel better. She acknowledged that some of her comments were aggressive and some of the comments were aggressive and hurtful, but she never thought of stepping down. The comments started to explode after Perez posted a playful TikTok video, quote, when Baltimore, uh, when both Baltimore HBCUs, uh, Mr. and Miss see each other. The video received close to 3000 comments. About 80 percent of them were attacking, quote, it was a mixture of me invading their spaces. How did Coppin let this happen? And they are confused, and black people can never have anything, end quote, she said. To date, the video has amassed more than 400,000 views and 75,000 likes and 2,700 comments. But she is being attacked because she is too light-skinned to be Miss Coppin State, because Miss Coppin State is historically, they're not exclusively black colleges or universities. And if you really want to get down to where the racism lies in this country, as we talked about earlier, it's not, it's on the left. It's the political left. It's not unique or exclusive to any race, any skin color, any ethnicity. It is seemingly unique to one particular mindset, that progressive mindset. You have no business being here. It's a historically black college and university. Okay, but she's a minority. No, it's a wrong kind of minority. Well, she wants whatever best education she could get, and she believes that it's from there. No, she has no business being here. This is our safe space, etc., etc., etc. It's not most people, but it doesn't take most people. Most people don't engage in horrible behavior, but it takes just a few to really ruin everything and to say well there's a big vat of milk sitting there but i'm going to take an eyedropper full of poison and put it in there or an eyedropper full of would you go drip it would you go well the whole i'm not touching the whole thing yeah you would people need to stand up to this kind of crap but it doesn't seem to be happening I didn't see anything about the, according to data from the university, 3% of Coppin State identify as Latino or Hispanic. I don't see a statement from the university. Maybe. There should be a chorus of people. Where's our new governor here in Maryland? He's so historic. Why isn't he condemning this? Condemning this. And go meet with this woman. Congratulate her on this. By the way, nobody else ran. So it's either Coppin State get nothing or get her. 
They'd rather have nothing, these leftists, because that's how destructive they are, how gross progressivism is. We're out of time for today, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back to do it again tomorrow because the crazy never, ever, ever rests and it never stops, and neither will we. Thanks for listening.